Hi, my name is Pastor Marcus, and I want to welcome you to the Story Church Project podcast, Adventism Redesigned. Our topic of conversation here is the local Adventist church. How can we redesign them to tell their story loud to a culture that's no longer listening? I hope that you're blessed by what you hear and that it inspires you to redesign your local Adventist church today. Hey guys, it's Marcus here and I want to welcome you to the new uh, Story Church Project podcast. I'm super excited about the rebrand. If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, uh, the website is no longer pomopastor.com. It's now thestorychurchproject.com. Now, there's a few different reasons why I decided to rebrand. And the first one is that way too many people were asking me, what does Pomo Pastor mean? And I felt that with the message that I'm passionate about and that I'm communicating, it's not good for people to see the brand and wonder what in the world does that mean. Now, um, if you've been following me for some time, you'd know that Pomo Pastor was originally a really simple blog exploring the intersection of postmodernism and pastoral ministry. And it sort of evolved to way more than that, where, where now the project focuses on actually revitalizing and optimizing the, the local Adventist church and speaking into that space. And so I felt like it was time for a change anyway, because Pomo Pastor was something that had now been outgrown. So now we're focusing on the local church, we're focusing on it communicating its narrative, its story, um, and that means several different things, obviously. And, and so I just felt like, you know what, it's time for an update. And um, I'm, I'm writing a book at the moment. I uh, don't know when I'm going to publish it yet. Um, but it's called um, Story Church. And so I decided, you know what, let's just go with the Story Church Project. So, um, so that's why uh, the new brand, and if you go to the new website, it's also been simplified. It's been cleaned up and a lot easier to follow. Um, and, and I'm just, look, I'm just really excited because while I certainly don't think I have all the answers, um, maybe not even half of them, I just love being a part of this conversation. And those of you who have taken the time to email and to comment and, and to write back and to share your insights and your perspectives and all that stuff, I'm just, look, I appreciate it so much because I learned so much. Um, from those of you who, who who do that, who interact with with this project, and 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 for the guests who've been on the podcast before as well. Now, just one thing before I dive into today's episode, and it's this: um, while I've been able to change a lot of my um, links, so for example, the website is now thestorychurchproject.com. On Facebook, it's no longer Pomo Pastor either; it's facebook.com/slash/thestorychurchproject. Same with Instagram, Instagram.com slash the Story Church Project. And um, Twitter is a little weirder because you don't get a lot of space. So I had to go with Story Church Proj, so P-O-R-O-J, basically. Uh, but with SoundCloud, which is the host for this podcast, I can't actually change the URL. I mean, I can, but then I lose the RSS feed and I have to redo all that. And all the old episodes that have been recorded end up being, you know, like sort of an old podcast and then there's like this new thing that starts and there's so much amazing material there, amazing interviews with amazing people like Eddie Hippolyte and Lachlan Harders and, and um, Kessia Rain. 
that look and, and, and so many others that there's just no way that I'm going to, you know, just start something fresh without those episodes there. They're just way too good. And so what I'm doing is on SoundCloud, it's actually staying as soundcloud.com slash promo pastor. But you know what? Honestly, it doesn't even matter that much because nowadays it's, the URL is not as big a deal as it used to be because most people arrive at content by clicking through social media. So it's, most people are not gone on their computers and typing Pomo Pastor, you know, soundcloud.com slash Pomo Pastor. Um, they're just clicking. So no big deal. It's all good. We'll keep it that way. Bit of nostalgia there. But um, let me dive into the topic for today's podcast, which is also the topic of today's new blog. And it's titled, Why I Criticize Adventism Even Though I Love It. Why I criticize Adventism even though I love it. So let me start with this. A few months ago, I received an anonymous text message that it went something like this. Stop criticizing our church. If you don't like our church, then just leave. That was basically what it said. Um, just came out of nowhere. Didn't know whose number it was. Right into my phone. I read it. And um, while I don't get messages like this all the time, I do get enough of them. That I've noticed that they're always the same. All right, they're always the same. So let me let me try and explain. Like first of all, they're always anonymous, which is so weird, uh, because you know, despite that part in my resume that says former army sergeant, I'm like the least scary person you'll ever meet. All right, <laughs> physically and like my energy. You know, you just look at my face and you're like, yeah, this guy's not scary. You know, so I don't know why people always have to be anonymous. It's like, come on, you know. Um, if I looked like Rocky, you know, I maybe, but I don't. So I'm um, second. They're always hostile as well. There's another pattern. So they're not inviting a conversation. They're just on the attack. And um, and third, they're always awfully wrong, awfully wrong. Now they're wrong for many different reasons. Um, they're wrong because it's actually my love for Adventism that causes me to to speak the things that I speak, and, and it fuels what I say. And, and, and they're wrong because, to be honest, if, if I just sat here and said nothing about the failure of our local churches um, and pretend that everything was cool, that, that would actually be as far away from loving our church as you can get, I reckon. And I'm going to expand on that in a little bit. Um, and it's also wrong because the truth is criticism is necessary if we are to grow. Now, of course, I don't gel with toxic, arrogant criticism. And there's lots of like little side ministries that like to do that, you know, always criticizing our church. And I've been this, you know, sort of the the subject of some of those little side ministries, you know, toxic, arrogant, and they just attack and they say these ridiculous things. And um, yeah, that's not my vibe. That's not my style. But I do think that we need constructive and redemptive criticism. And, and so that's kind of what I try to aim for. But here's the thing. Let me. Let me, let me say this now. Let me just dive into it so I don't take up too much of your time. Um, there's another reason why I think this kind of thinking is wrong, this mindset. And I'm not necessarily like going after the people who think this way, but more after the mindset itself. And here's what I think is wrong with it, the, the main thing that's wrong with it. It's this. It assumes, this mindset, it assumes our church has never been amazing. Now, you might be a bit confused right now, right? Um, because contrary to, it, to what a lot of people would think, these anonymous messages, they're not actually coming from people who think our church is amazing. All right, They're not coming from people who think our church is amazing. Now hear me out here because 
you might be feeling a little bit kind of confused right now, but I think by the time I get to the end of this, it, it'll make good sense. Um, it's weird because you reckon if, if, if these people are mad when someone says, hey, we need to fix this, we need to change this and that, um, then you'd think that maybe in their heads they're like, hey, our church is killing it. Stop dragging it down. But what I've discovered is that nothing can be further from the truth. Instead, this mindset thinks very little of our church and its mission. Now, how do I know? It's really, really simple. Our church, the Seventh-day Adventist church, is an amazing church. It's not perfect, of course, but it's definitely amazing. Now, just think about it. It was born out of the Millerite disappointment, composed of a bunch of embarrassed folk who were kicked out of their home churches, um, with little resources, little structure, uh, no financial backing, or even they didn't even have a doctrinal system. Like most people in the early Adventist church didn't agree with each other on a whole bunch of stuff. And yet it grew through, pardon, it grew to 20 million members. Uh, now it's been 155 years since the church was founded, and it now has 20 million members. And it's established a global presence with schools, churches, hospitals, publishing houses, mission stations, aged care. I mean, that's crazy. The, the level of innovation, courage, and divine power it took to become such a movement, it just astounds me. And so now as we navigate this new epoch filled with new challenges and obstacles to missional success, I think it's time that we add to our legacy by adding to the story of innovation, courage, and God dependence that our pioneers have left for us. And so here's where I think the real issue is. If you truly believe our church is amazing, then use your voice to add to our legacy. The mindset that claims that there's nothing for us to change, it's not a mindset of appreciation for our church. I'm sorry, it's not. It's a selfish mindset focused on keeping things comfortable for us. But our pioneers didn't reach the world by being comfortable. They reached it by innovating, which means they adapted, they changed, they created, they pushed the boundaries and limits of human ingenuity. They stepped out in courage, knowing God was with them and depending on his spirit, not on the traditions and customs and administrative bubbles and familiar methods, which Ellen White herself repeatedly opposed. So when people say to me, Marcus, stop criticizing the church, we're fine. To me, that sounds like I don't really love our church or its mission, but I'm comfortable with how things are. So please don't stir the pot. So here's my response to that mindset. I love our church. I love the innovation that fueled it. I love the courage that defined it. I love the God who has led it. So I want to add to that legacy by calling for more innovation, more courage, and more God dependence. That's why I criticize our church, even though I love it. Not toxic, arrogant criticism. Constructive, redemptive criticism. And I invite you to join me in that conversation. Thank you guys for listening. This is my uh, first episode as the Story Church Project. More episodes to come, more interviews to come. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe and send it to your friends and let them know, hey, here's a conversation going on about redesigning the local Adventist church for success. Let's be a part of it. Take care, guys. God bless. And I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Story Church Project podcast. I hope you were blessed. 
If you haven't had a chance, head over to thestorychurchproject.com to explore. And don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter. I've got a gift that I can send straight to your inbox. It's just for you. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.